Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Hi guys, and welcome back to Empath. Today we're talking about content strategy tips for social media. I want to start today's episode by just mentioning my content strategy and creativity course, Contented, is live for bookings. We start on the 10th of March and this only runs once a year. It's an incredible course. It's my most popular course and it's my most popular course for a reason because it really helps you plan your content with purpose and strategy and soul behind what you've got to say. So you know why you're saying it, what you're saying it for, and it can actually really help your business in the way that you design up front. So you get to work on why you're creating content, what you want your content to do for you, treating your content like it's an employee of your business and making sure that it's performing for you in the way that it needs to. Contented is an incredible course. I could talk about it all day long, but I just wanted to mention it here so that people know it's open for booking now. You can book right up until the 9th of March and it's basically a seven-day intensive. You get access to me throughout the course so I can look at your content and give you feedback and give you ideas on the work as we go. It's the only course I offer where I do that. But without further ado, let's talk about content strategy and tips for social media. So, I've got 10 tips to share with you today, and I'm just going to go into each one in a little bit of detail. And then if you want more detail, you can obviously sign up for Contented or look at my other courses. There'll be information on each of these in my courses. Contented is the big one because that covers everything, but there's bound to be other content I've created that goes more in depth into each of these topics. So number one is that planning is not the enemy. I've seen a lot of people online at the minute talking about um, how you know they're kind of anti-planning. Like I'm not planning my content. I don't pre-schedule my content as if it's a dirty thing to do. Um, and I just want to talk about why it's not a dirty thing to do. And it's actually a really smart thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Planning doesn't have to be boring and predictable and cold. You're still you. You're still creating the content. Just because it's not in real time doesn't actually mean anything. In fact, if anything, it makes you smarter because. As you can probably hear in my voice, that slight raspiness in my voice is because I've been sick and I had no voice for eight days. I, and I mean no voice. Um, we had a family crisis last weekend and I rang up some relatives to ask for help. And they were like, why are you whispering? Because I was like <laughs> trying to whisper down the phone or trying to shout, but coming out as a whisper. Once you lose your voice, it really cripples you. Some of the things I've not been able to do this week, I've not been able to message my priestess clients a voice note because my voice had gone. I couldn't record shit chat because that is live every week and my voice has gone. Luckily for me, I have podcast episodes that I'm two weeks ahead on. If I hadn't been two weeks ahead on this because I lost my voice for a week, but before that I got ill for another half a week on top of that. If I hadn't pre-recorded two weeks in in advance, there would be no podcast. You guys wouldn't have received an episode. So let me explain that planning is your friend, not your enemy. And you should never feel ashamed for planning your content. I hate all this kind of, you know, I don't plan my content, therefore I'm better kind of attitude that I'm seeing online because it's your strategy is your superpower. How you put together and what you put together, what you're going to say. Quite often people that post in the moment, let's be honest, they post us a crap. 
And one reason for that is because it's not considered. There is no strategy. To get social media really working for you, you need some kind of strategy. I'm not saying you need to pre-plan all your posts. I'm not saying you need to always plan ahead. I'm not saying there's no room for freedom and flexibility. If I write a post and I want it to go live on a day, absolutely it goes live on a day. But I've got a bigger picture that I'm looking at. I've got a bigger plan that I'm looking at. And it doesn't take away from the fact that it's my creativity and my essence, even if it's a week later than when I wrote it. Some posts I sit on for six months. The time is right when the time is right. And the best way to describe this is if you think about putting your perfume on in the morning, you're not waiting for someone to hand mix that perfume for you, fresh for you to wear that day. That perfume says so much about who you are and how you want to go out into the world and how you want to feel. But it doesn't take away from the perfume that it wasn't made for you on that morning. It was still made with those base notes, with those ingredients, with those essences. It still makes you feel the way you want to feel when you put it on. It doesn't matter that it wasn't made on the day, if that makes sense. So I really want to start with that because for me, there's no shame in having a strategy. There's no shame in having a plan. In fact, I would highly advise you've got a plan most of the time because if you get sick, it's good to have content ready just in case. And also, if you're creating, let's say, a launch for a product, it actually helps to write your launch posts in a series. Often, if you write your launch posts in a series, they have the same tone, they have um, a consistent message, but they have a different purpose behind each post. So I could say, well, I'm going to have 10 launch posts, one when I open, one to launch this, one to talk about this element, one to talk about testimonials, et cetera, et cetera. And they piece together like a puzzle rather than saying, oh, it's Tuesday and I need to promote that course. Uh, what shall I say? What shall I say? Um, come do my course because now I'm not knocking this way of doing things. But if people are going to say that planning's the enemy, let me tell you now, not planning is how things go wrong. Because unless you're really good at writing content and creating content and coming up with good ways of saying things, you're more likely to either post nothing or sound shit, quite frankly, than if you pre-plan in advance. So it's important to have a mix and it's important to be open to that. Be open to creating posts fresh. And actually in Contented, we have blank spaces for you to do that. But... Don't be afraid of planning in advance and don't ever feel bad for it because, you know, it's smarter to plan than it is to wing it. Number two is don't be afraid of selling. On social media, so many people are afraid of selling. They are like, I don't want to come across as too salesy. I don't want to sound like a double glazing salesperson. I mean, I used to be a double glazing salesperson, so maybe I'm a bit biased. I think it was quite character building. However, I think that don't think of it as selling, think of it as showing. How can I work with you? Is that clear? There is nothing more annoying than getting to a social media like grid and then being like, yeah, but how much are you? What is it? What do you offer? Like, I love your content, but how can I work with you? That needs to be available to me. I need to know how can I work with you? What's on offer? Don't, don't make me work for it. Don't make me have to trawl through 10 of your posts trying to find a call to action. Then having to click on your link in your bio and look through your 20 links, all the courses and things that you offer that I don't know what they are because you've not sold any of them to me. So don't be afraid of selling. You don't have to constantly sell. But I think that, again, selling gets a really bad rap and everyone's sort of talking about selling. Everyone's sort of talking about selling like it's something really, really toxic. But all you're really doing is inviting people to work with you. You're inviting people to buy what you offer. They don't have to buy it. You're not ramming it down their throats. It's important to show who you are and how people can work with you deeper. 
Number three is to show yourself. Um, yeah, I know people don't like showing their face on social media. It's the number one objection in Contented is I don't want to show my face. But what I can tell you is that showing your face makes a massive difference to your conversion. It's just a fact. So if you show yourself and you don't have to have something posy or like some of the pictures that I use on my Instagram are actually really natural pictures that are not from a photo shoot, although I quite often use photo shoot photos. But even in a shoot, you know, I'm not doing anything too crazy. Those moments are real. I'm writing in my notebook, but I'm actually genuinely writing in my notebook. I'm not trying to look like I'm writing. I'm not trying to look like I'm having a coffee. I'm gen- I mean, my photographer is a friend, which helps because I chat to my photographers and have a laugh with them. And it's real. It's us hanging out, but they happen to have a camera. You don't need to have a professional shoot. You could just show like a little reel of you working and share that. It doesn't have to be something crazy. But people like to see who they're working with. At the end of the day, people sell. It's about connection. It's about community. It's about showing who you are. And the best way to do that is to show yourself and not just visually. Tell me about you. Like, tell me something interesting. Don't just tell me you like sausage dogs and sunsets. I say this all the time. Like, I want to know something real about you. Share something that will make me connect with you. That is showing a deeper element of you than the superficial. Number four is to use video. I know this. I said about using video before and I've had a lot of backlash about this. And not everyone has to use video to be successful. True story. Not everyone has to use video. I didn't use video for many, many years and I was absolutely fine in my business. Has it changed my business? Yes. Has it dramatically improved my business? Yes. Would I recommend it to people? Yes. Do I understand if you don't want to do it? Yes. It doesn't have to be of you. What else could you video? You could do a video of a walk you're doing in nature. You could do a video of your product. If you make skincare, I want to see it being made. If you make jewelry, I want to see it being made. If you do copywriting, show me some of the work you've written. You don't have to do it with you. You could set up a camera that records you as you're writing. If you are a designer, show me what you're working on behind the scenes. If you are a cake maker, I want to see you making the macarons rather than just showing the finished product. Whatever it is, video sells because we engage with it more. And also it's really good for boosting visibility. You know, it's one of the best things you can do. I work for an estate agency and the graphics are beautiful, like, you know, for sale graphics or new instruction graphics. They visually are sexy as hell and they get everyone's attention. But it's the videos that get the impressions. It's the videos that get the views. And actually... It's the videos that build relationship with the agency because you're hearing the negotiators talk. You're getting to know their personality. We've got one of the negotiators who I've got a real soft spot for, uh, Dave. And quite often he will like sit in the sofa and talk about the view or he talks about the runners on the lake or he'll talk about the weather or he will. I've seen him sit in a rope swing and make a joke about whether or not it would take his weight. His personality really comes through on those videos and you immediately connect with him and When anyone's selling anything, it's that connection that's key in a way that a beautiful graphic couldn't have done. It's beautiful and it gets your eye and let's, you know, let's get real. They're selling houses. So all that really matters is the house. But, you know, when you're connecting with the person, the person that's selling to you and you're getting to see them as a a human, not just as a salesperson, because let me tell you, double glazing sales and estate agency sales are kind of on a par. People don't think of them too nicely. But these are real people, um, heart-centered people. And I think that's really important to remember that. And a video helps you do that as well. So 
you know, don't be afraid to use video. You know, the estate agency is a great, a great um, example of this because you're not seeing Dave, you're seeing the house, but you're hearing Dave do the narrative and you're getting Dave's personality. And then when John does it, you know, you're getting John's personality, which is so much calmer and infused with this sense of just, he knows all the plants and he's just, he's just, his expertise and his knowledge really shines through. And I love that when I'm promoting these videos and thinking about the personality of each agent i love how much it comes out in a way that a graphic never could so definitely consider using video um number five care less about the algorithm and more about authenticity it's not about just being seen and getting in front of as many people as you can it's about trying to trying to be who you are and there's you know a lot of people i know that follow on i follow online uh always saying please could you like my update please could you share it I'm not getting the reach I want and I'm like you know what you don't need a mega reach I know I've talked about this so many times but I have sold thousands of pounds worth of stuff from just 15 likes and maybe 50 views you don't need loads of views and likewise I've had hundreds and hundreds of views and people messaging me and commenting but it doesn't always mean a sale you know you're the numbers that see you don't always equate to a sale. Yes, you're getting more reach and that's brilliant, but you only need the right person to see you to purchase. So if we spent less time caring about popularity and more time about purpose, more time about profit, more time about communicating to our audience and showing who we are, if you stand and shine your message, the right people will come to you. And it doesn't matter if there's a thousand people or 10 people, as long as they're the right people. We focus too much on the metrics and we don't focus enough on the human side and the, the authenticity in your messaging. And I think that's really, really important. Um, guys, I had a plan to do 10 tips here, but my, my little podcast thing that's running is telling me that I'm already nearly at time, which is so me because I think I just talk too much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish it at five. And I'm going to do a part two for next week um, so that my podcast producer doesn't have a heart attack when he receives a 25-minute podcast episode, which is looking more and more likely by the minute. So I'm going to sign off for this week. If you're interested in content strategy tips for social media, tune in for next week when I'll do part two of this. And in the meantime, do check out Contented. Um, you can view it online uh, in, on, from my website, jesscollins.co.uk, or you can see it in my Instagram bio if you follow me at The Feral Writer. It's £197. It's a seven-day intensive with full access to me during that time. And it is honestly, the course is life-changing. I can tell you that for sure. So do check it out. We always finish each episode with an invitation to set an intention. So today's intention, I want you to think, what can I do to create my social media strategy? What can I do to improve my content on social media? Could I create content in advance and start prepping that content so that I've got a few posts in the pipeline. Could I show myself more? Am I showing up enough? You know, showing who I am. Could I show what I'm offering more and not be afraid of selling? Selling's not a dirty word, you know. Once you heal your relationship with selling, your whole business can change. Can I use video in some way? And how can I make that applicable to me and my business? And how can I care more about showing my authentic self rather than impressing the algorithm? Less impressing, more connecting is what it's all about. I will see you next week, guys. But remember, whatever you do, all you've got to be is true.
Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart-centered creatives, the Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care and I'll be back next week.